Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. And a good Friday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSV. Big show on tap for you on this Friday coming up. Marsha Brady, Maureen McCormick. Maureen McCormick? Maureen McCormick. Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jamie Bendel, uh, the voice you just heard there uh, from the punchline, uh, joining, he brought in. He's not joining. He is the security for the first guest of the Mark Aram Show tonight. Stand-up comedian, Alingon. 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 Alingon? Alingon. Alingon Mitra. Welcome to the program, Alingon. Uh, thank How you are for you? having me. I'm doing well, thanks. What What kind of name is that? Where's it, what's <laughs> going on? Where are you from? Indonesia? No. Well, I mean, my parents are from India, but even there, it's not a common name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in India, it means embrace. Embrace. Yeah, no. Do you know what Alingon means in Hebrew? Uh, no. No laughs. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's that's an wow. interesting name. Yeah, that's it, that's it. I went there. No? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right <laughs> off Throwing the punches back. the first right out of the gate. Hey, yeah. Hey, no, this is going to be a roast. Well, so, right. so give us a comparison to an American name. It's as uncommon as... If if you met somebody whose name was Embrace, that is literally what <laughs> like, you're oh, dealing with. Yeah, so yeah. were your parents hippies? No, they just picked um, names. Of, like my brother's name is Abishkar. That means discovery. But again, that's not a that's name. That's sexy, though. A bitch car is sexy. <laughs> I'll tell him. Yeah, I'll tell him I you were hitting on him. A, right? <laughs> or it's a, it's a badass name. I wouldn't say it's sexy, but you wouldn't mess with him in a bitch car. But you would pick on in a Lingon right a off Lingon, the bat. Yeah, you, I would take a Lingon's lunch money. <laughs> oh, jeez. Doesn't it? Back well, yeah, if you shit. knew his brother wasn't coming. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, and if you play that the wrong way, uh, uh, your behavior towards embrace might lead you to the discovery, discovery. that that was a yeah. wrong choice. Well done. Yeah. You're a linguist. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, forgive my cultural ignorance, mm-hmm. is there like an Indian baby book name? Like here in America, we have these baby book names. I'm sure Jamie used to name his brood, but. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah I, I assume they've, they've got everything now. <laughs> <laughs> They've got internet, they were still electricity, watching the water. Welcome back, Cotter reruns. But yeah, they have they've the baby got that. book names now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a whole process. People picking names like it goes through iterations. Like their grandparents get involved, and there's a lot in of, India. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, like a na- baby naming process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. you have Do you have children? No, no. I don't either. And one of the reasons is I there's too much pressure to name another human being. It took me months to name my dogs. What, what did you name them? Uh, Bosco and Deuce. 
Yeah, it's good you don't have kids. They don't they don't have any significant <laughs> meanings in another language. Because mm-hmm. you know, you you're naming a person for the rest of their life. That's oh, you're pressure. setting the tone. You're setting the tone for everything. How you know what I'm not a fan of down here in the South? What's that? Is when you meet somebody yeah. and they go by, uh, for example, Bobby. Okay. And then you get their business card and it's like uh, Edward... Bobby something or other. I just think you're misleading yeah. the person who you're telling your name to. D- none of this fake, my middle name is my first name. Gotcha. So be what you are. My Neither of my parents have middle names. Seriously? Yeah. I don't have a middle name. There you go. Yeah. See, that's like an ancient culture thing. I, I have do you not name. go with a middle name? It's a free name. <laughs> There's right? no, it's a backup. As, as you're a, giving your kid a built-in Jewish, backup. As Jewish uh, kids, they should realize it's a free name. Why not just get it? You're not paying for it. No. They're, 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 when you show up for the birth certificate, they'll say, we will write on this one <laughs> time. As many things as you want to put that's in there, amazing. we will. Yeah. I think that's what parents should do. I'm going to pick one that I think is the one you should go with. How difficult was it, was it for you in naming kids? Uh, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. Yeah. So we did not actually find out the gender of the kids prior to their birth, in part because uh, I want no. I well, it's honestly. I mean, if you want to ask the question, it has to do with the fact that it is the only part of pregnancy that parents act other than the act itself. Yeah. Uh, of together, because the woman gets to do the entire pregnancy. Right. So the only other part that you get to share together is the surprise of what it's going to be. And I think if you choose do that prematurely, you all of a sudden start assigning expectations to the kid for the rest of the pregnancy. So I am pro don't find out what it is. Uh, I'm not buying any of that. What do you, what do you think? Uh, Alingan? Alingan? Alingan. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't find out the kids. But doesn't it help just to like prepare? For yeah. No. Painting the room? No. Doesn't matter. Nothing. No. Why? You right. get to pick a color, right? You get to, I mean, <laughs> some color is going to go on the wall. Paint's not permanent. You can always paint again. They have gender-neutral clothing. Did you have two names, like one for a guy, one for a girl? Yeah, work the list, okay. right? Work the list. You know, you work the list. You put, you know, sometimes start of the pregnancy, like, we're pregnant. It's got to be Robert. And then six months later, you're like, I'm not sure that I yeah. I like that. But see, I don't know, it's just too much pressure. I don't know why we're talking about this, but it's... I, when I have kids, I don't know what I'm going to do with a name. I want I want it to be like Native Americans. The kids earn their names. You know, I can't. I'm not going to call my kid Stan, and then um, three months later, I realize he's got a huge big toe, then I should be calling him Big Toe or something like that. Or you allow them to earn their nickname. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You can't pick your own nickname. No, exactly mm-hmm. right. You can pick your own name. Behavior earns you your nickname. Lingnan, did you have a, a Lingnan? Did, did you <laughs> a have a Lingon. nickname growing up? Oh, man, all sorts of stuff. It, basically, people would just mangle a lingon quite yeah, a bit, and a then lingon. something would come of that. Um, so in, in my culture, like India, the part of India where my parents are from, people are given like a formal name, mm-hmm. but then there's a nickname that everybody in the family calls you by. Yeah. So that's what I would go by. What What's your nickname? Shecky? It's Shecky. It's incredible <laughs> that you guessed it right off the bat. Feisty Aram today. Like, I don't it's know. been a long week. I'm yeah, so I know. Sorry. But you are really <laughs> coming in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you know what it is? I just realized what it is. It's the fact that for decades or more, my people have dominated the comedy scene. Okay. From, from Henny Youngman to Buddy Hackett to Jerry Seinfeld. A new wave of... Uh, Indian comedians have taken over. And <laughs> do you, you want to guys... build a wall? What you... <laughs> no, I'm building a wall around the punchline. Yes, um, you know, no. not 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 to say that for years comedians have stood in front of actual brick walls. Exactly, that's yes. true. Very yes. good. 
And so I, I guess I'm just jealous. I'm taking out my jealousy or, you know, my I'm, my territory. I'm marking my territory. But is it the, like what who what's going on in the scene that you're seeing? Well, Aziz Ansari and um and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a no, nice. but he, no, there's Okay, there's, but now in my fairness, buddy, my buddy in Atlanta is uh Akash. Do you have you meet Akash? Yeah. Akash is doing stuff. It's you guys are my buddy Sanjay's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You guys have a very. I say I am so Trump ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Are so funny. Uh, like you just you have a that cult. Your culture is, is very funny. Of a, a good sense of humor. Well, but okay, go ahead. You answer. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to. I want to hear it because that was a good well. Well, <laughs> no, but what honestly? I think what's what is actually the fact is that uh, technology has. changed change the way we consume comedy, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, YouTube principle um, uh, among those different options. It's really, I think, expanded the fact that uh, there are there is good humor that is relatable um, really from all cultures. Now that and we're having Wi-Fi, different access. That they have access to. No, but I'm saying the, the playing field for comedians generally yeah. is broader. You look at Maz Jabrani was here last yeah. week, right? Plays to huge crowds around the world. Mm-hmm. Russell Peters plays to huge crowds around the world. So there's a there's a path that's different than it once was. That being said, Alingon, mm-hmm. Alingon, 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 how did you get into? How did you say I want to be a stand up comedian? Uh, I used to just watch a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Comedy Central growing up, and then uh, when I was in college, we had a humor magazine, so I worked on that, and then just started going to open mics. It wasn't like a wasn't a hard, fast decision. I'm point. assuming your parents hated the decision. <laughs> they should have. Yeah. Um, but they are actually very supportive, which really? makes me question them as parents. <laughs> well, they gave you funky names, so I guess maybe they're... Uh, they're like, oh, well, we messed up there. No, no, that, they're more liberal than I would have expected, uh, you know, parents to be. Yeah, yeah. I think I think my dad in particular, uh, like when he first came to the country, like the options that were available in India to pursue anything artistic are like zil. Yeah. So when he came to America, he's like, okay, this is a place where you can actually do that. Do anything you want. So if you want to try and do that, let's... let's where did you go to school? I went to Harvard. Well, excuse me. What year did you graduate? Or did you graduate? I, I always assume, but uh, yeah. Zuckerberg didn't even graduate, so... Yeah, no, uh, 2008. 2008. So were there famous people there when you were there? Famous people there when I was there? Oh. It always... Because, um, like, uh, Rivers- Natalie Portman... Yeah. You know, and like there's all these famous actors and actresses there. Oh, we're going to go to college now. And I always go to Harvard. Yeah. R- Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Uh, okay. He, he he was like 40, but he <laughs> came back and did regular, like he lived in the dorms and yeah. was like a student. How how close to real life at Harvard was the social network? Um, 100%. Really? <laughs> no, it, it's, 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 it, it, we don't do any of that. <laughs> No, we don't talk as fast as our The Wingle Vibe. Did you know the Wingle Vibe? No, I did not. No, no. The Facebook had come out, what, in 2004? You're so young, that's right. Well, it was still like a newer thing. Like, it still was just in colleges, I think, when I first started. Yeah. And it just grew so fast. But you had one of those legendary Harvard.edu email addresses. I did have that, yeah. Still active or no? They, they give us like an alumni one. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. It's alumni. Is this, let me ask you a question. Is this the weirdest yeah. interview you've ever done? I'm not sure where we're going <laughs> at all. Right? Are we baby names? <laughs> he actually is at the club this weekend. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. doing Let's, shows. We're doing we stuff. Yeah. Why are we here? This this amazing man whose time I'm monopolizing, uh, Alanon, <laughs> Alanon, Lingon Mitra, 
is that the punchline? You yeah. can see him tomorrow. Three shows? Three, three shows. Three shows, six, yeah. eight, and ten. Six, mm-hmm. eight, and ten. Tickets available online. Punchline.com. All right. Please go see him because he's uh, he's hilarious. I'm totally stunting his, <laughs> <laughs> his outlet right here. I'll tell you what. We're going to step away. We'll come back. Three minutes. It's all you, buddy. We're just going to. It's all about you. Not, no crazy <laughs> questions. No weird stuff. You could. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. All right. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show, brought to you by Low T Nation. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Well, the best Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show coming up shortly. Marsha Brady, Maureen McCormick. She's on Dancing with the Stars right now um, with a bunch of other people. But she'll be on the Mark Aram Show in a second. Alingon, Mitra. Hello. Is in studio as well. Uh, he's at the punchline this weekend. You absolutely have to go see this dude. He is the second funniest Indian comedian I've ever seen, besides Aziz Ansari. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, that's great. Number two. Do you know what I saw last week? Yeah. No pressure. This week. This week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Louis C.K. The guy's immortal. Yeah. He's immortal. He's not even Indian. How's he so funny? <laughs> he's half Mexican. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's the, Mexican. Oh. He, Jamie, he did ninety fresh minutes. That were, it's insane how how he's at the top of his game right now. It's crazy. He led with abortion. <laughs> he led his set with abortion, and he still killed it. It was no it, pun intended. Yeah, no, definitely no. I did not mean anything. <laughs> but he was. Um, that being said, um, someone that that uh, is Indian in background goes to Harvard, works at a, a uh, comedy magazine. Your comedic influences. Who who have you looked at on stage and said that's that's who I want to emulate? Oh, I mean, the usual suspects is Chris Rock, Chappelle. Uh, more recently, you get Bill Burr, Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are the ones that I think are, you, you look at and they're like, yeah, they're on the Mount Rushmore of comedy yeah. for me. Have you ever done that? Uh, so, uh, Louis had a couple, uh, three openers that came out, did a couple minutes each. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever done something like that? Um, Open, yeah. So, when I first uh, when I was first getting into stand up, I did uh, Last Comic Standing, and one of the judges was Russell Peters, and mm-hmm. he, he loved me. And so he he brought me on tour and did a couple of shows with him. Um, and do, do you is that something you like doing? Like, like um, opening for a, yeah for like a main a theater like a act huge, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's thrilling. What is tough is they're not there for you. Sure, and you're they're just getting the crowd ready to look at that part of the stage. Yeah, that's basically what you're there <laughs> Eyes for. Over here. Yeah, Eyes yeah, over yeah. Here. But uh, but as, as far as the size of the venue, mm-hmm. obviously you're very comfortable. A gorgeous room like the new Punchline in Buckhead now, um, Roswell and uh, Piedmont. At the Landmark Diner. Don't go to the old location. As opposed to like a, a theater, the Fox Theater, which was, you know, four or 5,000 seats. As a comedian, is it, is it a different um, set of tools that you need for a bigger room like that? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you gotta, if, you, if you're playing it like a small room, if you're not as large, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, you have to be yeah, a well, bigger you're person not. when you're on a bigger venue. You I can't think. be like, oh, so where's everybody from? Yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> do that crowd at, working at with the Fox the front row. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, you definitely play it, play, or at least I have played it larger if it's a yeah. bigger space like that. Interesting. Yeah. The, uh, th- that's tough. I've actually, the, the three, I, I'm, unfortunately, I didn't remember the names of the people that came on before Louis because I was there to see Louis. Was it, I mean, I could. It was two guys and a girl. Guy with a high voice, high Jewish voice. girl, Jewish and a uh, skinnier guy. They just came back from Europe. I, I, I really don't know the names. And they were Joe List. Sa- yes, yes, yeah. that's definitely one of them. Uh, Rachel Feinstein. Yes, look at this guy. He's a savant. But uh, then you said a squeaky voice, Joe Mack. High pitch, high pitched voice. I don't know his name. 
They were all great. Yeah. But I was I was sitting there wondering, like, do they? Do they? I mean, they did well. They were very funny. They came out and did five minutes each. They were very funny. Do they go backstage and then watch Louis Crush for an hour and a half and go? I'm wasting my time. Like, like I'm, I'm uh, never you know, gonna... I don't know. I, so I think the way that that, you know, I've stood on stage and told a joke or two, and yeah. and and I think that what's really terrific about it is when you watch another comedian doing well on stage, mm-hmm. you enjoy seeing that because you're watching somebody else's creative process sure. come to fruition and be successful. Yeah. Comedy differs from other types of uh, talent expression because it's not like you go to see an exhibit at the museum and they have an opening painter. Right, Correct. and it'd be like the Mona Lisa's in the back, but you got to go through uh, this other guy beforehand. In comedy, I might be a start-out comedian, and I get an opportunity to perform with somebody like a Louis C.K., and then over time, I may have so my own opportunity to be there. Right, but so you get to work with so many yeah. of these people who you idolized or appreciated at a younger period, and then at some point you get to cross paths and work with them. Yeah. Ton of people who are playing guitar in their uh, bedroom never get to play with Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it, the comedy differs in that respect that you really do have the opportunity to work with. I try to. Very impressed. I like that. girl who fly and talk so nicely. Joining us now on the program, uh, my first crush, and I'm sure a lot of gentlemen's first crush that uh, are my age group, uh, she is Maureen McCormick. Uh, she is on Dancing with the Stars. We all know her, of course, as Marsha Brady. Miss McCormick, thank you so much for joining the program. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, and and how sweet. It always makes me smile when people say that I was their first crush. It's... it's, it's uh it brings a smile to my face. You you have to hear that all the time, especially from from guys my age that just so, we saw you and we just we were, we fell in love with Marsha. <laughs> Aw, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm assuming you don't get sick of hearing it. I'm going to ask uh, one question about. Are you kidding? No, it's <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, I we're, we're going to talk about Dancing with Stars in a second, but I have to ask uh, just one uh, easy, simple Brady Bunch question. Um, yeah. uh, of all the uh, amazing episodes of that amazing show, I grew up watching it, loved everything. For you, what was your favorite episode of the Brady Bunch? You know, there were so many that were my favorites, and. It's crazy because I've answered that question before, and, you know, really, when I think about it, you know, at this point in my life, there were so many because I had such a great time doing the show and and being with all those people that were in the cast, and we had an amazing crew um, on the show for the, the five years that we were on. And, I mean, the best memory for me is the relationships that that I still have today and and the people that I cared so much about and it was a fun show and set to go to. Um, so, you know, for me, um, it wasn't a favorite episode. It was it was just doing something that I loved with with people that that were all my you know some of my favorite people. Now, now TV was so different back then because you know you only had three channels, yeah. four if you were lucky. Um, so you right. you literally had you know forty percent of the nation watching you every week. W- was that tough to to grow up with that kind of uh, public spotlight on you? You know, I really was not aware of it. And our show um, when it first came out was reviewed horribly. Um, they said that it was you know saccharine sweet and that it would never last. So I was kind of amazed each year that we got another year and. 
you know, it was just, for me, it was another year to play and to have fun and, and to be able to work with people I love. Um, and I think, actually, that the show kind of grew um, in, in syndication, um, and it's, it's just, I think it just kind of kept growing through the years, and, and just, it's, it's a show, I think, that people, when they think about it, it, it makes them feel good, and, and it brings a smile to their face, and, you know, it's, it's so great to have been on a show that, that makes people feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, obviously, you have the acting chops. Did you have any dancing chops before uh, Dancing with the Stars? Any dancing experience? No. None. None. Zero. <laughs> and dancing, dancing has been one of my biggest insecurities throughout my life. Um, I've always felt that I'm not good at it, that I can't do it. And, you know, I, I think I always just put it as something that I'll never be able to do. I'm too insecure about it, so just don't do it. And to be able to be given this opportunity to face this head-on um, and to realize that sometimes, you know, we have these fears that can keep us down, but that you can push through them and and you can learn to love something and and to do it well, and to learn, and to grow. I mean, what, what a great, what a great thing. Well, I, I, I give you credit because I can't dance worth a lick, and um, there's no way on God's green earth I would go on Dancing with the Stars knowing how poorly I dance. So I give you a lot of credit to to overcoming that fear and really putting it all out there for for the whole world to see. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I think I know this probably sounds crazy, but sometimes. That will push you to those to those places that you thought you couldn't go, but that it's a really good, healthy thing because you you either have to do it or not. And I just want to keep doing it and keep learning and keep growing and keep pushing myself. So have you, you've developed a love of dance? That it sounds like. I'm telling you, when I am dancing with Artem. I never, ever want it to stop. Wow. It's such a beautiful... I, I mean, there are moments when I'm dancing with him where I've never felt this kind of joy because I think dancing brings you a joy that I have never experienced before like this. And I feel just so lucky to be able to be going on this journey. That, that's pretty amazing. We're talking to Maureen McCormick. Uh, obviously, uh, you know her from uh, the Brady Bunch. She's on Dancing with the Stars, locally here on WSB-TV. Uh, highly, I mean, everyone's watching it. Any, any camaraderie with, with your fellow contestants? Any friendships you're, you're developing with, with other people on the show right now? Oh, yeah. I have to say, it's such a great cast, and, and I love them all in different ways. Um, I'm, I'm having the time of my life being able to work with with all these people that I have loved and been a fan of um, yeah having a great time with them all well a- as my first official crush there's no doubt that uh, I am hashtag team Maureen and I'm- oh my god <laughs> thank you thank you thank you I really 
I really don't want to go home. I really want to keep dancing and keep learning. And and it, it's it's just the most incredible new thing that that I feel like I'm discovering well, I'm, for the first time in my life. I'm going to have the uh, the entire Mark Aram Show audience hashtag Team Maureen and vote for you and Artem on Monday night. Um, because I oh, listen. Thank you. I don't want to see you go home either. I want to keep watching Marsha Brady. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem, Maureen. Best of luck, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. All right, welcoming uh, back to the show, uh, WSB Sports Director and uh, my pal and yours, Diamond J. Black, fresh off his sister's wedding last week. Congrats to her. Two weeks ago. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yes, they returned from the honeymoon uh, this week, yes. We skipped, we skipped last week because oh. I was in Missouri and we kind of forgot. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was that a long was forgettable. Yeah. It was a win. A it win. was a win. We got a win. We got a win. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, 8 a.m. tailgate show, Oxford, Mississippi, noon kickoff. Early. Your Bulldogs against a uh, hottie toddy of Ole Miss. Uh, Georgia enters this game as an underdog, Jay Black. Seven-point underdogs on the road. Georgia has not beaten an SEC opponent as a road dog since 2008. So what little, game was that? That Auburn? was LSU. LSU. Wow. Yeah, as, as road dogs, they, the yeah. la, their last win against an SEC opponent on the road was Missouri two years ago. Well, that was last week, yeah. but Missouri two years ago. Interesting. Um, so, as a ranked opponent facing a ranked opponent as a road dog, which you know a scenario that didn't happen much. Georgia hasn't done pulled this off in eight years. So, big road SEC upset is what the dogs are looking for tomorrow. And I heard you uh, this morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade uh, with the coach, and he knows. All too well about the uh, exciting quarterback for Ole Miss. Yeah, Chad Kelly's pretty good. He, uh, he he took care of Kirby Smart's defense at Alabama last year. He's probably the he will be the best quarterback the dogs have faced. Might be the best quarterback in the country. A possible first round draft pick. Good thrower, second in the league in passing, first in touchdowns. Good runner too. He's a big kid who, who likes to put his head down. But I talked with uh, Eric Zire this morning and he brought up that he will turn it over. And Georgia had a lot of success last week with interceptions, even though they struggled to stop the pass. So Chad Kelly, a little erratic. If Georgia has a chance, that's where it's going to be. It's it's a, been a weird start to the season for Ole Miss. Yes, they went up huge. They were up by twenty plus points to FSU, who was ranked number four, and Alabama, who's numero uno, and then got killed in the second half in both games. Is that good or bad for the Bulldogs? Well, they're desperate, but you're not sure if they're good or not. So. They well, cannot. They have to, almost has to be good to go up that good enough, big. Good enough to start. They've yeah. got the talent. Can they finish it off? They have more talent than Georgia, I think it's safe to say. But you have to be a little concerned, and you have to be a little worried. It's like, why can't we put these teams away? Yeah. So, so, so if if Georgia's up by thirty at the half, um, we that, should that be would okay. be good. We should be okay. <laughs> or down by thirty at the half. <laughs> we'll have them right where we want them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess win-win either way. Anything we should be looking for? We know Jacob Eason is going to start uh, behind center. Does he have a short lease, or is this his team now? I mean, I, I think he's got the same leash that any quarterback who's not a senior would have. If he throws three picks in the first half, they'll go to the bullpen. But I mean, I, I would. Let's put it this way: if Grayson Lambert plays, Georgia lost. Okay, but. Georgia's still got to run the football. Yeah, that's they. Were, Eason bailed him out last week. He threw more passes than any quarterback ever did under Mark Rick. Fourth and ten, and he hit. That, uh, was, that was unbelievable. That was a, that was. A crazy... I, I actually tweeted this out. I was like, I was so I'm so used to losing those type yeah. of games. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah, you know that Georgia should have lost, and the kid and little Isaiah McKenzie pulled it off. But they can't. They can't throw that. 55 no. passes. No. Again. Um, Nick Chubb, uh, north or south of 100 yards tomorrow. <sighs> South, really? But I think I think he's. I think it's like eighty-five to ninety. You're eighty-five to ninety. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> All right, we got to run. Bye. Jay Black, the uh, 
tailgate show, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Wake up, everybody. Early. Yep. When, are you, when are you heading out? You're already in Oxford. Uh, Never mind. You're there. We'll, right. we'll, be heading, we'll be heading out to the stadium tomorrow at, like, 5 local time or something. Yeah. So it's going to be early. All right. 8 a.m. Kickoff at noon here in your home of the dogs. News 95.5 and a.m. 750 WSB. WSB Sports Director Jay Black. Jay, as always, thank you, buddy. See you, bud. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Haley Arentia from ABC show The Goldbergs will join us next half hour, as well as Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Talking about rent prices, crazy high. Some folks paying $21,000 a month in rent here in Atlanta. What are you paying now? What's the cheapest you've ever paid? Tony's up next on the program. Hello, Tony. Uh, blessed to be. How are you guys doing? Excellent. What's going on? Not much, not much. As far as what I pay now, I don't pay nothing. I, I bought my house when I moved down here. And the lowest was 650 back in Massachusetts. Where in Massachusetts? Latham? Uh, uh, Stoughton, Mass. I had a one-bedroom apartment back in 93. The the rents up in, in uh, the Boston area are phenomenally high now. They're just oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I agree with you. A, a, a buddy I went to high school with... Um, uh, long story short, sold his company for millions um, to another company, and he bought a town like a, a st- brownstone. Yeah, that's what it's called, a brownstone, and it's yeah, a nice yeah. little place. He paid like five million dollars for it, and it's like my townhouse in in Atlanta. <laughs> and it's like just crazy prices up there. Couldn't handle that. Tina's in Clarksville. Tina, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, T. <clears throat> I'm calling about cheap rent. Yes. Um, back in 1981, I rented a garage apartment in Demarest for 125. Ooh, that's and that included utilities. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, all right, it's the movie Roadhouse. You remember yeah. the movie Roadhouse? Patrick Swayze rented that barn from the farmer. Yeah, yeah. I think he paid 50 bucks a month, and only because uh, the farmer's like, "I got to charge you something, or the church ladies will give me grief." But that's <laughs> pretty good. 125, and you had an apartment over the garage. Yeah, two bedroom, one bath, kitchen, living room. I could do if I wasn't married and didn't have dogs. I yeah. could do that. Hundred and a quarter a month. That's fantastic. Troy's up and coming. What up, Troy? Hey, what's up? Nothing, brother. I'm uh, I'm buying my house. It's like eleven hundred square foot. I don't know, three bedroom, one and a half bath, a little bit more than a half acre. I ain't paying but five sixty. That's with tax, insurance, and everything. Five sixty a month. Yeah. Where where is it? Coming? Coming. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. I thought coming rents were uh, and mortgages were going up. Yeah, I live kinda out in the out in the woods a little bit. All right. What's the cheapest you ever paid in rent? I think it was about two eighty down in Fairburn back in the early nineties. Would you was it by yourself or did you have roommates? Uh at one time I had a roommate, but most part I was by myself. All right. Two eighty you any you can live anywhere for th- under three hundred bucks a month, you're doing all right. Yeah. That's pretty good. That I've is never pretty good. Paid under two hundred dollars. Chuck's the leader in the clubhouse at fifty, 50 bucks a month for the closet. Try to see if you can find the clip from Roadhouse when uh, Patrick Swayze rents the barn. That's going to be a tough clip to find. Yeah. I know. I apologize. I'll try. News, weather, and traffic next. The latest from Death Row. We'll come back. Haley Arentia from the Goldbergs. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review and your calls. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. 
the 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.